your trusted source for local breaking news and what to make of it all. It's Tracy Mack on Newcastle in the Morning. It is time to talk uh, to talk soccer and football and it really is a big day for soccer here in Australia. The Socceroos' performance last night was abysmal. There is no other way to describe it. Joining me on the line now to talk that and the Newcastle Jets is Jimmy Gardner from the Newcastle Herald, albeit a holidaying Jimmy Gardner from the Newcastle Herald. Good morning, my friend. How are you? Good morning. Doing more chores. There's not much holidaying going on. This house has never looked cleaner and uh, yard never looked better. But uh, <laughs> all uh, that, uh, I recommend not to do it. That's my advice. Your other half would be loving you at the moment, is she? Are you dropping the boys everywhere and you're cleaning the house? Uh, all that. And I've just pulled out a hedge, which is about 15 metres frontage and... I don't recommend it to anyone, put it that way. Wow, okay. We're, uh, so you're taking a break to talk to me and then you're going to go back and figure out what the hell to do with that hedge. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> now, last night's uh, Socceroos game, sadly, it was uh, it was proof of everything that we've all been saying. Andy Harper has been saying it. You and I have had the conversations about it, that uh, there is just this arrogance inside our Socceroos side and our football, you know, Australia um, management at the moment regarding where both the Matildas and the Socceroos are sitting. The proof was in the pudding last night, Jimmy, and it wasn't pretty. Yeah, no, exactly. I, th- I think it's been a, you know, those outside the box have been streaming it for a while that the quality's not coming through. We don't have players playing in the EPL at the moment. We don't have them in the, in the top leagues in, in the rest of Europe. We, we've got some kids scattered amongst there and some guys in Scotland and you know, that, that's the majority of where the, the better Socceroos are playing at the moment. And, and you just when you get on that world stage against a team like Japan, uh, and they could have won far more comfortably last night than they did, uh, it just shows where we're lacking. And I, I think I said this 12, mu- uh, 12 months ago, a month ago, that mm-hmm. I fear for Australian football at the moment. The Socceroos don't make the World Cup. Uh, the A-League is, is all but non-relevant at the moment because there's no consistency about it. There's no promotion about it. The, um, the $130 million, $130 million that they received from selling us a third of it to the US equity firm, Silver. Like, I don't know where that's going because no. it certainly hasn't been marketing. Um, I really do fear it. It's, it's really, you know, the other sports are growing and growing and um, soccer is, is treading water at best. And it's, you know, I fear for what could happen in the next 12 months, you know, because it's certainly a very, very difficult road to the World Cup now. Um, you know, they're going to have to blood some new players, but they need to, it goes deeper than that. And mm. I don't know the answers, but I'm not paid to know the answers. I'm paid to report on that opinion. But you can just see that I'm particularly sort of shown for me. I thought Conor Medcalf, Newcastle boy, has uh, been in the Melbourne City system. He will go to Europe next. So when he comes back and plays for the soccer in two or three years' time, he'll be fantastic. But at the moment, you just see there's, there's none. The spine of that team is not what it was 10 years ago. No. And, and you can dress it up as much as you like. The spine of the team is the most important. I mean, Matt Ryan take for granted he is an outstanding world class goalkeeper but you look along the rest of that spine uh, and not many of them playing first team football um, in big leagues or you know some of them aren't even playing first team football in their own leagues so um, yeah it's it's going to be a difficult road they've got they're still in it they're obviously it'll be interesting to see what he does against Saudi Arabia where he does try and bring in a, let's see if he still coach Graham Arnold. I was just about to say yeah the banks, I don't think they will do that. It will cost them money to start with, and I don't think Australian football has the money to do it um, in terms of the national level. The A-League seem to have money, but the, the Football Australia doesn't have a, a deep pocket. Um, yeah, so whether he, he tries to refresh things, but, but again, yeah, 
they've got two. They've got to win the next qualifying match, which will be against uh, another Asian team, and then then they're going to probably face Uruguay. Uh, and we know how difficult that would be. Here we uh, go um, again, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, I was there when they beat Uruguay mm. in 2005, and that was. And you look at that team compared to the team now: uh, Swartzer, Kale. Uh, you name a litany of them. Oh, man, Aloisi. Yeah, you, they were, they were um, household names. And, and I must admit, Jimmy, I don't know that I could tell you one member of that Socceroos side at the moment, and that is sad, the fact that they're not being promoted like they were. We don't mm. actually know who they are. We have no affinity. We have no affection for them. You know, you, as you said, you go back to that 2005 squad, we knew every single one of those guys and we knew them well, well and truly before now, leading into the yep. World Cup, we knew those guys. We've got no idea who these guys are. And the fact that, uh, you know, Melbourne City wouldn't release Curtis to, get to play. We have also got a player who decided to go and get married instead of play for Australia. You know, there's no pride in that Socceroos jersey at the moment. No, exactly. I mean, my 12-year-old watched, watched the game of it with me, and he's a soccer nut. He can name every player in the Premier League, the Champions League, you name it. He, he's an encyclopedia of football. He watched 10 minutes of the last one and said that I'm going to watch a replay of Survivor from the night before. Mm. Um, so if you're not capturing the 12-year-old, um, I don't know who you're going to capture. Um, and then that's, that's scary for, for football people. And for, if you want to be a professional footballer uh, in the state of the game in Australia... It's, yeah, not pl- yeah. it's not pretty. And again, you know, we, we look at the Matildas as well. You know, who are they blooding through? Who are they bringing in? You know, we've had so many chances to, to blood in new girls. And, and the, the A-League women, there are some great players in there. And, and we're just not using that as a nursery. Yeah, well, I mean, A-League women, it, it just needs to be a full season to start with. Mm. You know, it, oh, that's a whole sure. other conversation. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's got to be mainstream. It's got to be a, a complete season. Um, while every, you know, you... you you're sandwiching a season into two or three months maximum. You're not going to get our best players here. The junior girls aren't going to they're going to be developed. They'll get opportunities for sure, but they won't um, you know, learn the grind of a, a full season. They won't be up against the best players from Australia because they're going to be all over. So, and I know I know that men have done that for a long time, but there, there seems to be a graded well of, of, of um, men's players obviously at the moment. Mm-hmm. I mean that, that's the difference is diminishing because the women's game is growing so fast. But still, if you look at probably depth. Um, there's probably more depth in the A-League in terms of, of the men than there is the women at the moment. But the only way to improve that is by exposing them to football, exposing them to proper seasons, exposing them to more professionalism, exposing them to more to more of what it takes mm. um, to, yeah, to reach the top level. So, yeah, troubling times, I think. It really is. And, and look, the calls, are, you know, Simon, I heard Simon Hill and Andy Harper both questioning whether Graham Arnold is, uh, is the right person. The the calls have been there. They've been a little bit quiet, but they're certainly uh, very loud this morning. Yeah, I guess who do you replace him with that? Is, mm-hmm. is there another Australian coach knocking on the door? If you look at the way uh, Tony Popovich is the one that probably stands out in terms of names when traded around most, um, he, he does his thing. He's probably more suited to club football because he's mm-hmm. very regimented and very gets the best out of his players. Um, you know, do you look at an overseas coach again? I mean, in the past that hasn't worked. Um, it's, it's a difficult to know who, who is who is best. I mean, everyone will say Ian's Foster Coglu, but he got that disillusioned with it. And yeah, I mean, I think since he's actually re- resigned, it, it's been five or six different reasons why he actually resigned. Come to the surface, I'm not sure which one is the, uh, the exact the one, but mm. I know he, he he was very disillusioned with it. Um, particularly, yeah. So who knows? It's a uh, it's a difficult proposition, mm. certainly, and it's um, it's one that they they need to get. Uh, I, don't, I don't know how they get it, Robert. They, they need mm. to maybe they need to go and. 
you look you look at North Macedonia, but Italy last. Night. I know. <laughs> North Macedonia. I know they're entrenched in football. They're you know, European yeah. country. They're entrenched in football, but their infrastructure and there would be nothing compared to what we mm. have here in terms of the money spent. So no, and they beat a powerhouse like Italy. It's not all about money. It's, mm. They knocked them out of the World Cup. They won't be in the World Cup again. So it's not all about money, but it is about getting the right people and the right framework uh, in the right marketing at the, the A League level, um, getting kids ingrained again in, in, in the national team because uh, there's so many kids still playing football mm. but uh, if you look at where basketball was five years ago yeah, it was underneath in terms of the A-League and in terms of the NBL it was five to ten years ago it was certainly sitting underneath the A-League yeah. underneath football in this country now you would have to say that it is miles above it uh, and, and the majority of that is done by the amount of NBA kids playing in the NBA Australians playing in the NBA uh, kids see them they want to be them uh, we don't have anyone in the EPL at the moment. That's a that's that's hard to get kids excited about when they when they can't see them playing at that at that level. One of the interesting names that came up this morning, which uh, quite shocked me, I must admit, Harry Kuehl. What's yeah? What's his cro- coaching credentials? I know that he has done some some coaching over in England, uh, but you know it wasn't a, it was pretty far down the ladder. It wasn't um, you know it wasn't yeah, Premier League coaching. Yeah. Oh God, no! He was down League Two. Mm. Uh, had success with one club. He took them from relegation zone to mid table, and then he got poached by another club who were up near the top of that. And this is League Two, I think, from memory. Uh, and they went backwards. So, um, yeah, I guess the jury's still out on his, his coaching credentials. Um, he certainly has the personality. He's been there, done it, that, mm. that type of coach. He might be more, He might be better suited to a international team, given that, you know, he can knock on clubs' doors and say, I want this player, and, and they might not be the pullback that if a Graham Arnold, who, who not many European coaches, would people would know about, mm. I imagine, uh, club directors and uh, manager of those big clubs, and, and maybe it would be appealing to a, um, a kid that's playing... Uh, the boy that had uh, Volopoli had the choice to play for Australia or play for Italy. He's playing for Italy under twenty. Mm. Under twenty. If, if Harry Kuehl's ringing you up and having a conversation with you, maybe that's different. Uh, I don't know. I don't know enough about Harry Kuehl in terms of his coaching now. But um, if they miss this World Cup, uh, they've got another four years to get it right because mm. I don't think they can afford to miss two World Cups. That would be. Yeah. I'm really suicidal, but it would certainly be uh, oh, it, pretty cool. Yeah, it absolutely would. You're with Tracy Mack on Newcastle Live. We're talking uh, round ball football with Jimmy Gardner from the Newcastle Herald. Now, Jimmy, you and I had a bit of a personal conversation this morning. Obviously, we've got several Newcastle Jets out with COVID at the moment. Everybody's first reaction is, well, let's let's cancel it because, you know, that that's the precedent that's been set. That's how we, we look after this. You know, it's going to be really detrimental to, uh, to the Newcastle Jets side. But because we're playing Sydney FC, it's not going to happen. We're going to go ahead. Yeah, it really does bring into question the integrity of the competition. Like, they cannot make one set of rules that passes the muster at the start of the year when when clubs had more than five five players or more affected, uh, your game was automatically postponed. Now, because Sydney FC have... They play six games in the next three weeks. They're playing basically Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday before the Asian Champions League. Then they head off to... Asia for two, two, week, two and a half weeks before they play another six games and then basically they come back when the final series is supposed to be started so um, without you know, moving fixtures back a week potentially the finals back a week mm. um, there's nowhere in the calendar to fit this game if, if that's the argument from the APL so I think my understanding is it's either you play or both teams get no points so um, it's certainly a diabolical situation yeah. for the Jets they got great momentum out of last week 1-4-0 uh, my understanding is they've got four players 
from that match day squad and another one, plus four of the coaching staff, but not the head coach. Arthur perhaps is the last man standing at that front. But they are looking to bring in a, get an exemption to bring in a goalkeeper today because two of their goalkeepers have been, um, have been hit, with the, hit with COVID. So therefore they've only got one left. And yeah, at worst, if, they're not, if they can't get an exemption to sign a player from an NBL club, um, to sit on the bench, essentially. Yeah. They would have to sit an outfielder on the bench. Now, how embarrassing is that for the APL? If if your third-string defender is sitting on the bench with his gloves on, <laughs> goalkeeping gloves on, because you're not allowed to bring it, A, I haven't postponed the game, and mm. B, uh, you can't bring a player in. I'm pretty sure they will get a special exemption to sign someone to sit on the bench. Mm. I know Nate Cavalieri has been uh, training with them just for experience, and obviously we've got Ben Kennedy and, and, and you know, Noah James is down in the Victorian BPL online, so potentially you know, if, if he gets an exemption, he could come back. Uh, my understanding is I think Jack Duncan is okay, but yeah. I haven't had that confirmed. So they'll have a... But again, he's injured. Oh, he's coming back from injury. Yeah, he's coming so back from injury, yeah. I don't think he would be playing unless it was extreme circumstances. So um, I, I guess Wellington could throw up a similar argument last week. They had four out on international duty and a couple more out on COVID. And, but really, I mean, for the integrity of the competition, not, for nothing else, forget if you're a Jets mm. fan or a Sydney FC fan, if... You know, if they postpone games early in the season for that very reason, you can't then say, oh, sorry, we have to change the rules now. Yeah. Like, it's just mind-boggling. It is mind-boggling. And well, once again, it's Newcastle taking the, you know, us getting shafted again. Exactly. Now, if we were first glory and Tony, Tony Sage was the, was the owner, what do you reckon he'd be doing? Oh, he'd there's no way. He'd yeah. competition, shove it up your bum. We're not playing anymore. That's not right. Now, we're in a very unfortunate situation that we're owned by four of the other A-League clubs, including Sydney FC. Now, I'm not suggesting in one minute that they've gone, no, we need to play this. Mm. But if you had someone that's independent that was paying the bills yeah. rather than a, you know, four other clubs paying the bills, uh, I, I think the owner takes a tough stand. And the general manager's probably got to... You know, yeah, I said, I'm not working at the moment, so mm. I haven't spoken to, to um, Shane Batiski. And he may be... Uh, I know the club is frustrated. And I know the club is jumping up and down. But... Um, they're sort of in a, in a bind, really. They, they can't do much about it. No, um, and, and well, that was going to be my question. You know, where the hell is Shane Matiski at the moment? You know, his job is to uh, is to be the general manager of the Newcastle Jets, not to look after anybody else or any of his other owners. His job is, yeah, is uh, to look after the Newcastle Jets. Yeah, I'm not suggesting that he's looking after him, but, mm. but you would think, you know, given... Yeah, I'm just saying, if it's, t- mm. if it's a Tony Sage or someone like that, they would be jumping up and down. Of course down, they would be. Bastards, yelling... Yeah. Imagine Con Constantine. He was throwing <laughs> someone off the grandstand. I mean, Con didn't do, many, didn't do a lot of things right, but he you know, he stood up for his team in his town. And, uh, yeah, this is not right. No way in the world this is right. It's a disgrace. I mean, if the Jets lose here, they lose comfortably, that could potentially sh- shoot their season. Mm. Uh, they could be gone, you know, snipers. Um, what it does do, I guess, though, is create a couple of opportunities for the kids that we've been calling for to have a go. Uh, if they do win, they'll get a result. It'll be one of the greatest performances of all time. Yeah. Um, I still think, as I said, my understanding is four from the, the match day squad. Um, obviously, one of those is a keeper. Um, uh, and a couple of other senior players, from my understanding. So they're still, they're still going to put out a half-decent team. They've also got you know, Valentino Ewell is away with South Sudan at the moment, playing a World Cup qualifier, so he's out. But um, Dane Ingham did get back from from uh, playing for New Zealand yesterday. So that's one inclusion they'll have. But, you know, it's, it's certainly going to be... They're going to be struggling to have enough players to fulfil a bench, to be honest. But we might get an opportunity for Lucas Mirages to start. We'll, we might get an opportunity for, who knows, Archie Goodwin might be in the match day squad. Um, it might present an opportunity for, for some of these kids that um, we haven't seen a great deal of 
um, you know, to come in and do a job. Uh, and that's that's when the young kids can normally really lift it. They, they know you know, that this is their opportunity. They might not be there for the rest of the season, but look what it did for, as I said, Lucas Moraes at the end of last year and Archie Goodwin at the end of last year. Even Blake Archibald got a, got a couple of games at the end of last year and did really well. So it will be interesting to see what sort of team they put out there. Um, Sydney FC, mind you, will have Minkovic, Amini, Bobo, mm. LaFondra. Um, you know, it's, it, it will certainly be one of the greatest wins of all time in the history of the club. If we can get it, yeah. If we something out of this and uh, stranger things have happened but mm. they're, they're certainly against it but, but bluntly they shouldn't be playing no they should not be playing no no way known to man they should not be playing well listen we'll uh, we'll wait and see what happens um i can't see it, it's 10 you know it's 20 minutes to 11 on game day i cannot see it being cancelled now um it, not it, they round in five or six more um yeah. test positive to a a rat test. Maybe, maybe, maybe we should go and get a few more rat tests that go positive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, listen, uh, thank you for your time, yeah, my friend. Anyway. Yeah, are you going yeah. again? Yes, yes. Well, because they won last week, they think they're, my boys think they're the lucky charm now. So I'm oh, well, definitely. Explain. Yeah, please do that. That news in, but um, yeah, I don't often get the chance to take them when I'm working, so I'm making the most of that. So we'll still be there and hopefully we can see. One for the ages, man. It would be uh, it would be great, and it would really shove it up the the APL and uh, and Sydney FC. It would be great to see. Thanks so much for your time. You enjoy tonight, and uh, yeah, get out there and, and fix that hedge, won't you? Fix the hedge, yeah, mulching. <laughs> bye bye, bye bye, mate. See you later. That is Jimmy Gardner from the Newcastle Herald, a holidaying Jimmy Gardner from the Newcastle Herald. Oh, good lord, could you imagine it? Imagine what his hedge looks like at the moment. Oh. Only Jimmy. Only Jimmy. You're with Tracy Mack on Newcastle Live. And if that situation does change with the Newcastle Jets, we will certainly let you know as soon as possible. But it is an absolute disgrace. Newcastle in the morning takes you through the big events and the most talked about stories of the day that matter to you and your life. From what's on to what matters, Tracy Mack takes you beyond the headlines. What it is why it matters and how it impacts your daily life. Tracy Mack brings you Newcastle in the morning, weekdays from nine on Newcastle Live.